Welcome back to the Creator Spotlight here on the Spotlight. I'm still Jeremy Lambert. That is still Stephen Jensen and this beautiful man below us. You've seen him on other shows. You've seen him alongside me. You've seen him stuffing his face with Oreos against me uh, before. Right now you see him sipping on a little bit of wine. Uh, he is from, from recently from ROH. He is the hog and hog and dog. Is Matt Brannigan. Look at that. Matt, how you doing, buddy? Look how big I am right now. Cole Radrick, yeah. we we had him we had him on uh in the weeds on Wednesday. He was putting uh -huh. over your legs. Just he's like I was trying to walk down the ramp and I had to keep up with Brannigan. He's got huge legs, and so he he was putting over your your ginormous legs. Uh -huh. and yes, now we see the ginormous upper body. That's surprising. I feel like I don't. I've never heard anyone compliment my legs before, so I'll take it. Cole's got some nice legs too. I don't know what he's talking about. He's got some. Uh, <laughs> he's got some nice thighs. He's he's pretty uh thick thighed boy. He's probably got a lot of power down there. I should know because they slammed him on me and his thighs like crushed my head. Let's uh, say you got crushed by his entire body. His face hit the mat, which did not look fun. <laughs> There's a lot of viral, yeah. a lot of when viral clips they're... out of that one. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. A lot of viral clips out of that match. Yeah, yeah. His uh, his face plan was pretty funny because when they were pinning me, I looked over to see like, is Cole okay? And I just. <laughs> <laughs> Was like, he was yeah. saying he still had Matt burn. It's like a week later, and he still had Matt burn from. It was like, oh, Cole, that's that's rough. That's happens. rough, buddy. I, he, he's very fair skinned. Okay, he yeah. is. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Let, let's jump into it right there. Uh, ROH the the other week, you and Cole Radrick teamed up. Um, it was in Cleveland. Sorry, you had to. I, you're from Ohio, so actually, you know, I, I don't need to apologize. From Ohio. No, we bonded a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's like we bought a little bit where I grew up, so I'm like, that's not even screw Cleveland. I don't care. I'm from Dayton. <laughs> uh, how how did this all come together? And then it, once you saw the match, and once it kind of you you and Cole were the the talk of the internet after it happened on a show that featured Claudio, Ethan Page, uh, yeah. Mercedes Martinez was on the show. It was just like, did you guys see Cole Radrick and Matt Brannigan and their match against Gates of Agony? So how did this all come about? And then the reaction to everything. Uh, I mean, I would say it was Cole was more the talk than me. I was just there by association of getting the rub from old superstar Cole, old, old money bags, I call them. Uh, but yeah, it just kind of came about last minute. I was, uh, I was in Washington uh, State on a trip, and I had to fly back to do AEW. But I flew into Indy like at 6 in the morning, so I stayed up all night. I didn't sleep on the plane and then drove from uh, Indy to Cleveland, which is like four and a half hours or something, uh, and then got there just in time. And uh, yeah, and then Cole was there, and I guess he was a last-minute guy as well. So I was like, "Oh, I'm just going to talk to Cole. He's like the one guy here that I I know." And then uh, we saw them write our name on a whiteboard. We saw the Gates of Agony, and we're like, "Oh, shit! Looks like we're going to get the Matt Burn here." <laughs> That's what I we said. If... I swear, we said it. <laughs> I was wondering if you drove with Cole because he he told us that he had to drive from Indy to Cleveland mm -hmm. and then Cleveland back to Indy, and then he had that... to catch an early flight. To That's go to the New thing, man. Like. I can't. I wanted to just tweet like, "Hey, who's doing extra work at AEW? <laughs> and can anyone ride?" And since it's in another state, I'm like, "Well, I don't know if anyone from this area will do it. I don't know how to navigate finding someone to carpool with." And then that, yeah, I was like, "Well, that would have been nice. It would have helped me." I was like falling asleep on that drive home. <laughs> I ate a whole cookie cake on the drive home to stay awake. Ooh, you know what? I think I saw that on your Twitter. Is that the one you called the slut? No, I mean, they're all oh. stuff for me, but oh. <laughs> that 
<laughs> that was a different one. But the, the one I called a slut recently, I just saw at the store and I really wanted it. But I'm trying to look good for the shows, a uh, big show this weekend. So I didn't do it, but I regret it. And I'm still thinking about it right now. Yeah, I just remember I looked at your Twitter, you know, recently and I saw like the you know a picture of a cookie cake with that caption there. And um as somebody who I you know, I appreciate a cookie cake enthusiast. Like I think yeah. cookie cakes are kind of slept on. Like it's I think it's like the best of all worlds in a dessert. Yeah. So. I totally agree. I, I think they're very, very slept on. I think people kind of stop thinking about them once they like what outside of elementary school people just move on with their life. but I, they're crazy man the icing's crazy the cookie's always like so soft yeah it's just yeah I, I i seriously eat a whole one in one sitting and then i lay on the couch sweating all night i'm like yeah, all right. it, it was worth it i respect that now i i feel like i need to follow up that with another question similar if you can eat a whole cookie cake can you eat an entire like package of oreos like all three sleeves at one time oh, yeah okay. easily yeah very That's... easily yeah I feel like that's kind of like a benchmark. That's like a, that's yeah. a milestone. Like, that, is, that is definitely a milestone. Yeah. <laughs> I can I do think, this uh, if I can do this if we're just chilling and it's not a competition. You know, you put a timer on it, then it's a, yes. a little bit different. But is, yeah, Oreos just yeah. sitting there for I got like a half hour to just kind of enjoy a little bit. Yeah, yeah especially like nonstop, like passively, yeah. just one at a time. Then they're all gone. Yeah, right. Exactly. Thin mints is one that just I'll. <laughs> Thing. I'll eat a whole roll of those things and just you're, not even. You're a big mint it. guy. I'm, I'm oh, learning yeah, about yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. I've never 100%. been much of a of a mint dude, but I'm I'm interested now. You, you I, I love the mints, the ice cream, <laughs> ice cream, uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream, things like that. Uh, there's a good for a little while. Dairy Queen was doing a mm. thin mint Blizzard. Oh, so good, mm. so Dairy so good. Dairy yeah. Queen goes crazy, man. Oh, they do. Shout, one shout out Dairy Queen. If you have the app, you can get eighty nine cent blizzards through like the what? rest of the month. Not joking. Not joking. Uh, that's game over for me. There goes the <laughs> diet. It's done. Shut it down. I'm gonna I'm gonna dump blizzards like on two on a cookie cake, and they get another cookie cake. Oh. And make a big sandwich out of. I, I just yeah. Ice cream. I'm ice cream cake out. is where. Ice cream cake is where I'm at. You give me a good ice cream cake, I will yeah. sit there and I'll eat that whole thing. I make every year. Uh, for the wife's birthday, I make her an ice cream sandwich cake. It's like a layer of ice cream sandwiches, a layer of whipped cream, another layer of ice cream sandwiches, whipped cream, and then I sprinkle, I like crush up Milky Ways and put that on. Mm. Ice cream sandwich Yay. cake. You should marry me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really good. That's nuts. Wow! Damn, we're just uh, talking about food, everybody. I hope you're working. Well, now I have all these other questions <laughs> like involving this, but yeah, we, we we had other stuff I guess we need to talk about. But now, yeah, now we, can, it's... we can move on. We'll we'll talk about food in the DMs. Well, well, you know what? This is somewhat related. Y'all were before I jumped on before we started recording. Y'all were talking about catering. If you want to <laughs> kind of elaborate on that and tell kind of the story of what that, that was all about. Yeah, well, I was just talking about uh, backstage AEW shenanigans. Hanging out with my new best friend, Cole Radrick. Uh, so, like, it's kind of when you're back there, you just don't want to be in the way at all. And you just kind of, you're just hanging out. You know, like, you don't want to rub anyone the wrong way. You don't want to overstep. So, Cole really wanted catering because they had a corn on the cob. Uh, and Cole is a pure Indiana baby face. Uh, and he needs corn on the cob. He needs it. He can't live without it. So, he, <laughs> I was trying to get him, like, just go get a corn. And he's like, I don't want to go. And meanwhile, I went in there about 
eight times and filled up eight Tupperware containers full of, uh, <laughs> of food and stuffed them in my gear bag. Uh, and I think by the time Cole was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go get some food. There was no more corn. And I don't think he ate anything. I, I think he just moped all night about Aww. corn. And I bet driving home to Indiana, he's driving by cornfields. He was probably, probably <laughs> eating coffee to himself. Like, I could have oh, had the corn. Now, did anybody... Did anybody witness you loading up? Because that's what I would do too. By the way, in that situation, I'd, I'd go, I'd take advantage of the catering, and I, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're independent contractor, like you know, going place to place, like mm-hmm. filling up on meals. Did anybody see that? And did anybody like respect that move and say, like, "Yo, I, I'm doing the same thing right after you"? No one said anything to me. I'm sure people saw it because uh, I, I was going in and out of there all night. Uh, there was a lady working in catering who, every time I went in there. I like kept running into her and she'd stop and look at me and she's just like this guy again. Like, is this guy not full yet? I said, no, I haven't eaten yet. I'm going to eat so much food in a little bit. But yeah. You uh, eat it all for the drive back. Yeah. I I would take breaks from the cookie cake and I'd eat some like steak and broccoli. Like, Oh, this is healthy. <laughs> and anyway, back to the cookie cake. Yeah. I'm sure people saw me and they're just like, yeah, whatever, you know, respect it. I mean, they're all they're all wrestlers too on the on the indies. They know what it's like. Of course, they know that's like the mecca for me. Like, ooh, catering. <laughs> I come in and eat some stuff. So they know. Hopefully, no one was bothered by it. But you never know. Got to You're not gonna be welcome back. Got a bunch of heat. They can't bring back this guy. He's got I mean, all, he ate all the catering. That was my fourth time there, and I've done it every time I've been there. So I don't know. <laughs> okay, you're good. You're good then. Uh, <laughs> did you get any feedback after this particular match from anybody? Uh, just the usual stuff. Uh, I've never gotten a lot of in-depth feedback. It's usually just like, Hey, that was great. You made them look really good. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, so nothing too involved. Prince Nana was very pleased, which I've, I grew up as a big fan of him. So that was, that was pretty cool to be, uh, in a ring with him in a ring of honor ring, which is the stuff I grew up watching. Uh, like, like really early on, like the first ring of honor Dayton show. I was there when I was a kid. So that was actually pretty cool. Like, uh, I mean, AEW is cool and everything, but like when I've worked those shows, you know, it's just like work to me. But the Ring of Honor one, a moment in the ring of like, ooh, it's Ring of Honor. Like, ooh, this is my thing. So that was nice. But uh, yeah, Prince Nana was cool. He was, uh, everyone was cool. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, any like memories from the first event that you attended for Ring of Honor? Like any like wrestlers or matches that you remember is like standing out from when you went there live? Uh, my memory is terrible, but I do remember like, I, and I'd already been watching, uh, I think at the time VHS tapes of Ring of Honor. Uh, so I was like familiar with a lot of the show already, but I just remember really noticing uh, like the energy of the room being crazy. And I remember like noticing uh, the way they structured the show, like match one was like big scramble, special K guys going crazy. I just remember every match being like a kind of its own style up until like the big main event. I remember never really thinking about matches being different up until I watched that and like it changed the way I thought about shows as a whole. Uh, but I, I think at Hernandez might've been on that show and I think he dove into the crowd. I remember, I remember like being like, they're in the crowd. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember too much. I just remember freaking out for special K. Uh, it just like those big scrambles and like, yeah, diving in the crowd. And just, like, them talking to the crowd was pretty cool to me. Like, I had been going to indies before that, but really just hearing uh, 
just what the indies are, just how intimate it is when you, because, you know, you just watch WWE and you kind of forget how up close that stuff is, which is why I love indie wrestling is the intimacy of it. And you can just like talk to one person in the crowd directly if you want to. So like just all that stuff is really what stuck out to me at the time when I was like 10 years old or however old I was. It's it's wild because like you mentioned the VHS tapes and I, I know like early Ring of Honor would have had a mixture of VHS and yeah. DVD. And I remember they were a real game changer at the time because they did the I like the the, in, the internet pay-per-views like before mm. hardly any other companies were like back when I was in college. I remember like Seth Rollins while he or Tyler Black at the time when he had the mm. ROH title, like you could actually watch their pay-per-views live and me and my buddies. And now like the distribution is so different now from them where like it's so accessible there's all these different streaming sites and like even like twitter and, and social media and yeah. everything so involved um how is that like as as like a fan seeing kind of how hard it used to be to even like know about the indie scene and now it's like so accessible uh i mean i love it i love that things are easier to find i guess the the detrimental side of it is that there's just so much content uh that it's just all like almost white noise. It's all just like static. Like, you know, even if you do something like, like uh, me and Cole and ring of honor and people like that, even though it was mostly Cole, but people, <laughs> people like that for like a night. Uh, but it's like, they just, you know, it, they move on because there's just so much stuff. So it's like, it makes it harder to stick out. And I guess even on a deeper level, I feel like wrestlers do a lot of stupid things to try and stand out on social media uh, like dangerous and reckless things, which I'm not always, you know, I'm not crazy about that. But, uh, but yeah, I, on one hand, I love that wrestling's accessible to everybody. It's not like this gated off thing. Like if, if you didn't know how to get to ring of honor in 2003, then, you know, like there's almost like an elite, an elitist attitude in those fans and like gatekeeping and stuff where a lot of that's kind of gone now. Uh, though there's still problems with that, I guess in general in wrestling, but, uh, but yeah, I, I like I like how much stuff there is. I like how easy it is to find. But yeah, it's just it makes it hard to do good work that gets noticed when you're on yeah. a smaller level. But you just, just work harder. That's just, I, that's my mantra now. Just I know what you. I know what you mean. I th and I think that the uh, that the the gatekeeping. I know what you mean about that as well. Like, but I think on like the independent scene, there like it's kind of it's gotten like really it's like super inclusive the independency yes. which has been like really really cool like i feel like mm -hmm. i tell people all the time even if you don't have any friends that like wrestling still go to an independent show yourself and like you won't yeah. be like out of place yeah the indies have really uh these last few years have gotten really nice with that or i think when i was growing up the indies were almost worse than wwe in terms of gatekeepings you just have like the old heads who are always there but this is like you know pre social media and stuff when I started going to indie shows and uh, it was, yeah, but it is, I, the indie fans now are very supportive and very nice. And I mean, there's some bad apples in there, but overall I really like the indie fan base. And at this point now, WWE fans and AEW fans are like the crazy ones. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I mean, well, speaking of the indies, you're Black Label Pro this weekend. You've been at Black Label Pro plenty of times, but this is the Turbo Graps tournament. Um, you have Hayden Backlund in the first round. What can fans expect from this match and from Turbo Graps this weekend? Well, from my match round one, you can expect a total goddamn squash. I'm squashing this man because <laughs> I got more important things to do. I got to think about the next round. I'm going to preserve my wind. I want to make sure my abs are still popping. 
so I'm thinking, not no shenanigans. I'm just going to go in there. I'm going to squash him. I'm thinking four minutes. Uh, <laughs> a good dick and then kick. I want to move on. There's other people in this tournament that I'm like, I would love to wrestle you. I'd love to wrestle you. So I'm like, I can't even wait to get past round one and hopefully get in the mix to see what happens. I haven't done a tournament in a long time, so I'm, I'm itching. I'm itching to go crazy. This you you brand, kick somebody in the dick. Clock. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, if you kick somebody in the dick, get them out of there. They ain't recovering from that. Yeah. That's the easiest Ring way to Ring the win. bell, punch them yeah. in the dick, get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> round two right now. Let's go. Now, now, someone in this tournament that's very important, we've mentioned quite a bit here, the Ratty Daddy, Cole Radrick. He yeah. is the BLP champion, and he'll be defending that title throughout this tournament. So yeah. how do you feel I, about that? I, potential showdown for the title with Cole. I've never wrestled Cole in any capacity. So I I would love to hit him right on his Matt Byrne from Ring of Honor. I'd love to get a corn cob and whack him on the head with it. <laughs> Take his belt. We're friends now. We hung out all day in Cleveland, but I'll I'll kill him. I'll, <laughs> I'll get two corn holders and I'll like put them on the sides of his head. And, and just, just make fun you know, of just make fun of the Colts. Say say how much the Indianapolis Colts suck. He'll cry and then <laughs> easily beat him. I know nothing about sports, so I'll probably even end up messing up their name. Like, the <laughs> they're terrible. Tell him you tell him you got to meet Pat McAfee and he and he loved you as a wrestler. And okay, I'll tell him be so jealous because that that that's his dream. His dream is like Pat McAfee's acknowledgement. So okay, um, I'll get it. Yeah, I'll I'll tweet Pat later. I'll probably get it. (laughs) 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 What's what's uh what's your overall experience been like in Black Label Pro? Because I know you've done a lot of work there. And Mikey Blanton, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I was DMing him a little bit today before our interview, and I let him know that we were going to be talking to you. And his 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 response, all caps, was awesome. Like loves you, you know. So like, how's your experience been like with BLP? Uh, BLP is my favorite indie I've ever worked for in my 11 years of wrestling on the indies, uh, by far. I think they have a mostly perfect locker room. Everyone's really cool. Mikey's really cool. Uh, Tyler, when he's there, is really cool. Uh, I just love it there. I think everyone uh, wants to have a good match there. I love the fans they have. It's just it's just a great, uh, great atmosphere, great locker room. And I really love uh, going there because I know that if I do something – really stupid and silly people will like it i know if i just go out there and have an actual like good match which i can actually do uh people will like that too so it's like it's fun to challenge myself and think about different types of matches because i know it's a good crowd that's always responsive to just anything that's good you don't have to give them a type of match uh so this tournament i'm already thinking you know i'm like i want to go as deep in this tournament as i can i could have a different type of match every round i could be really silly in one strong style the next who knows? Who knows what will happen? But uh, I can do it all, baby. I've been around. I'm ready to. I'm ready to flex on. Look how big I am. <laughs> Huge. I, in my rotating I, chair. You. So, yeah, you I'm, are I'm, jacked. I'm fairly jacked. You, you are jacked, but I, I gotta say, the last time, one of the last times you were in Black Label Pro, you were out jacked by your your partner, the Warlord. Well, <laughs> that's not fair. And <laughs> you know what? I will say this about Black Label. Here's my only gripe with Black Label. They put me in tag matches with people who are more jacked than me. Megabyte Ronnie's the most jacked dude in the world. Warlord is the second most jacked dude in the world. But why am I got to team up these dudes who are like six foot four, jacked? It's like, come on, man. I'm trying to look big here. <laughs> 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 what are you doing to me? You're killing me. But yeah, what the, was the it Warlord like teaming? Was the coolest dude. Oh, he was awesome, man. The Warlord was, he was so cool. And like having like me, I showed him the promo I did. And I was like, I had to explain to him what Wordle was because I, I did the, the Wordle 
promo thing and he goes okay cool and then i wanted to do the follow-up promo like okay now you and me play wordle and you say flexi but it will be the word this time and then I, we filmed the promo and he just couldn't get it right he kept saying Wait, <laughs> the word i choose is wordle i'm like no that's the name of the game <laughs> it would be like six takes but uh yeah he's he was such a nice dude he was i wasn't sure what to expect and he was he was really cool and uh having to tell him about my purple nurple spot and like show him the choreography of the nurple circle, as I call it, where everyone is grabbing the person next to them. And uh, it was great. And also I think one of my favorite wrestling things I've ever seen was Warlord coming up when we're all locked up in that big purple nurple chain. And he needs to break it and get in and grab our nipples. And he does the most eighties double ax handle, like (laughs) fake stupid double ax handle, like break. And I, I almost like cried laughing the moment it happened in the ring. I like, like that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I wish I thought of it. So lately I've been doing like little, the classic eighties double ax handle as a homage to warlord for, uh, for being a really cool dude. I, I'm glad you had a, a good experience with, uh, with warlord. You never know when these, uh, you never the, know the veterans come back to, to mm-hmm. the independent scene, how they're going to, I know like two cold Scorpio seems like he's fantastic. He's cool. and what the, yeah. yeah. I, my, I think Mikey's really good at, uh, weeding out like the dicks and the assholes. And <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss, but oh, you can say that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Mikey, uh, Mike, Mikey's really good about bringing in good people who are like, just like good natured people and like down to hang out and not be, you know, just not be a jerk. So it was dope. I, I hope to see Warlord again. He was he's very cool. And until then I'm just gonna I have weird pictures of me with terrible face paint on to to reminisce about our weird tag team. Do do you have any dream opponents for BLP? Because they'll bring in everybody. Like I remember like years ago, I think I discovered the promotion when they booked like Ming and the Barbarian. And I've like hit up Mikey and I was like, dude, is this for real? Because I'm like, I need to find out where you where you watch this. And it was on IWTV at the time, and I remember, remember tuning in. Uh, dream opponent. I mean, I am dying to wrestle Scotty Too Hotty. Nice. And it almost happened at uh, this place called New Wave Pro, which when I was on here months ago plugging uh, that Nick Aldis match. Yeah. That uh, never happened because they shut yes. down, uh, <laughs> which is unfortunate. But originally it was Scotty Too Hotty, and then he fell through for whatever. But I've been dying to wrestle him since I started. Uh, but really with BLP, they have enough great people there that I've never worked with, uh, or they wouldn't need to bring like a new person, like, uh, like Cole Radrick, I've never wrestled, uh, Kevin Blackwood, I've never wrestled. And I think, I think that'd be a really good balance. Uh, I think the story there is, is easy of, uh, no nonsense and lots of nonsense and then coming in the middle and having, uh, just beating the shit out of each other. Uh, those are like the two I can think of off the top of my head, but like they got what uh, Puff. I would love to wrestle Puff. Really, everyone there is is good. Like any singles match, uh, especially if you can give me fifteen to twenty minutes, I'll I'll give you I'll give you something nice. Uh, I, lately, I've just been wrestling Trevor Outlaw, that sack of shit. It's his birthday today. He can go to hell. He wears a fake beard. I know it. <laughs> but aside from that, everyone there, they're great, and uh, I would I would love to wrestle anyone there. Um, I was uh oh sorry go ahead Jeremy oh I was yeah hopefully you get uh, a couple of these names in the in the tournament this weekend that'd be nice I don't uh I know Cole's in it who else is in the tournament that I'd like to wrestle oh uh, Tom I would love to wrestle Tom Lawler I think that'd be a really sure. great juxtaposition as well and uh Sunny Kiss 
incredible athlete. That'd be dope. Uh, yeah, the whole tournament's stacked. Uh, I feel very, very lucky to be a part of it. And I'm going to show up very sweaty, very aggressive, very willing to do a lot of moves, more moves than, than I probably should because I want to pop. And I want people to be like, oh, this guy is a lot more than a beautiful, buff nipple master. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hey, speaking of Sonny, like that, that's who's first up for Cole. So Sonny mm-hmm. could become the BLP champion in the first round. You may wind up going head, head to head. Have, have you ever wrestled um, Joshua Bishop? No, I, I have not. That's another one. That'd be, yeah. thank you for uh, bringing him up, big boy. Yeah. I would love yeah. to wrestle Bishop, yeah. I'd love to see that. Um, another big guy that you touched on as being a big guy is Megabyte Ronnie, your your friend, your partner. Um, what would you like to say about him? Because he's a guy we got to interview a while back, and I'm actually, no joke, you can't see it because it's off screen, but I have an actual shrine to Joey Chestnut. I've met him multiple times. I have yeah. pictures, signed Funko Pops of, of hot dogs that he signed for me, a whole bunch. I've sent Jeremy an autograph for him before. Love Joey <laughs> Chestnut. He's my guy. Um, yeah, so thank you, Jeremy, for holding on to that. Yeah, I got him. A, that was from a, a grand opening at a hot chicken place, and I, I got him to come nice. to sign for him. And, awesome. and and anyway, so and I so I really respect that Ronnie gets up there and does the Fourth of July. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's such a people people like kind of tongue in cheek joke about that, but that's real deal. Like almost impossible to achieve something like that. So can you speak to, to to Ronnie? And also, do you have any aspirations along those lines of like doing something like that? Uh, well, I would just say about Ronnie. Ronnie's like not only like one of my best friends in real life, but he's like my favorite person I've ever met in wrestling by far. Uh, Ronnie's the man. He's just like the coolest dude. And he works so hard, man. Like, yeah, like you're saying, the competitive eating stuff is, is no joke. And he goes really hard at it, man. And and then on top of that, he's still just like, he's just buff. You know, like he hits the gym. Like he's just like, his work ethic's crazy. He's in school. He works. He, he just does everything, man. Like he's always making content. I, he makes me feel really lazy. <laughs> How much he can do. Well, he's and a he makes me feel well. very small and weak to be jacked. Yeah. But yeah, Ronnie rules, man. Like, uh, I'm really hoping he gets some. Uh, I know he's like, he had that the back issues. I think he's really hoping that he'll be able to come back next year. We have no idea, but it'd be really nice just to have an excuse to hang out with him again. We live too far apart, uh, but it was it was great when we were able to hang out and make stupid promos. And, and yeah, he's, he's just he's just a great dude. I have nothing else to really say other than he's the best. Yeah. That, that's great to hear. And and the other kind of part of that is like, do you, cause obviously, I mean, you like to eat whole cookie cakes and you know, these are, oh, these yeah, are yeah. considered to be like, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube channels of people just eating volumes of food. They might not even necessarily compete. It's just fascinating to see some, some of these mm-hmm. guys do their thing. Do you have aspirations in like, in just like the world of just eating a lot of food and, and getting like kind of clout in that scene or like more competitive eating or that kind of stuff? Uh, I, I think my whole life I've had a, a passing fancy, because I've been able to put down a lot of food my whole life. Uh, but I know, and I know people probably say this to Ronnie all the time, like, oh, I can eat a whole pizza. And it's like, well, it's not the same. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I know that there's a lot more to it. But I would, uh, I don't know, I would love, and me and Ronnie have talked about this a little bit, uh, I would be down to do like a food challenge with Ronnie sometime. Uh, and, and really just to get the side-by-side of like a pro and like a guy who thinks he can eat a lot, I just see what the results would be. Uh, and yeah, just any excuse to hang out with Ronnie. So I think I'd only be interested in actually doing it if Ronnie was involved and we uh, could do just something, just Man. eat a bunch of something. 
if y'all ever if y'all are ever in Atlanta, Georgia, please let me know. There's a challenge close by to me. It's uh it's a giant pizza and it's a two person challenge. And it'd be it'd be perfect for something like you guys. I don't know if Ronnie's done it. It's a pretty it's a pretty famous challenge. It's called the yeah. Big Pie Challenge here in Atlanta. And anyway, they would tell me that would be perfect for y'all. It's a two person challenge. Like, and if you can't finish as much as him, like he'll be able to finish your part your probably portion of that. And like yeah. you, so you get a W and you'd be able to see kind of where you stack up. That's actually a really really good idea. Uh when Ronnie sees this, we'll we'll text about it. Yes. We'll the plan. I'll come and I'll film it for you guys. It would be awesome. Yes. Now we're yeah. talking. All now I'm hearing, talking. all I'm hearing is that I helped you on, on your <laughs> yeah. road to your next yeah. next life when it comes it comes to eating because yeah. our Oreo eating contest. Um, when I, and when this... I dethrone uh, Chestnut, I'll, I'll mention <laughs> you in my, my, my speech. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but no, we, we talked a little bit about it after like we did the contest of like, this is way more difficult than anybody will ever admit. Cause you're right. I'm sure people yeah. do go up to Ronnie and he said this of like, oh yeah, I can eat this and this like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can. But like when you're actually doing this competition and we talked mm-hmm. about it earlier yeah i can in one sitting eat a whole thing of oreos in like half hour or something just casually doing it when you're like doing this competition it's so so much yeah. more difficult i did it's not know what i was getting myself in for it i just want to do something silly with uh first ronnie and then we got you on board mm-hmm. which is uh fantastic and a lot a lot of fun with it but, like fun, you just don't know how difficult it is until you're like actually doing something yeah. like that and I, I'm not a person who eats a whole lot anyways, people can maybe tell, but it's so, it is so, so difficult. And I, I will praise Ronnie real quickly. I, I think I mentioned this in our uh, little group chat afterwards, but like Ronnie added so much to like what yeah. we were doing because yeah. I didn't know, like he, when we, when, when I broached this idea with him, he's like, I can't do it because of the, the major league uh, eating stuff. I was like, oh, well, do you want him to do like an MC? thing he's like oh i would love to do that i've always wanted to do something like that so like cool but i didn't know really what he was going to do besides like introduce us if he wasn't there and like giving commentary of being like oh jeremy shouldn't have done that shouldn't have taken that milk sip there Mm -hmm. because like that's going to slow him down oh matt he's got good form here like he's doing commentary throughout like if he's not there doing that it's just two dorks just <laughs> eating cookies on screen. <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. look yeah. good. It doesn't sound good at all. Yeah, not at Ronnie all. Ronnie added so much to that, though. He, yeah, he made it really dynamic. And then in the actual, com- I laughed a lot, but I was too, laughing yes. because because his commentary. I'm like, it was, it was like a good laugh. Like, wow, this is great. Like, yeah, like that, this is way better than I thought it was going to be. And then, and then he would point out like Matt Matt's laughing. He needs to focus on the- yeah. <laughs> he. So I got funny. I got so much feedback from from people who just watch the content and they're like, "Oh, Ronnie was so good. He added yeah. so much to this." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah." Bad. Even like in the moment, I could tell he was adding, and that's why I was laughing so much. It's like, yeah. "Oh, this is hilarious." He's, he's the yes. best man. Like he's really like. The, uh, I know he's not wrestling right now, but in my opinion, he's like. I think he's just like the complete package like more so than anybody on the indies of like size and charisma and like his talking and his work like and like how fast he's improved with how many matches he's had i don't he's just like he's incredible he's probably my favorite wrestler on the indies uh and i was i was lucky enough to like when we tagged i could just watch him do stuff and then he's i like you watch some of those matches back you see me reacting to his offense and like our genuine like that's really good. That's really cool. <laughs> that, that looked really good. That looked painful. And then, so I'm glad I don't have to wrestle him. I'm glad he's my friend. He's a he's awesome people. 
Yeah, he's he's awesome, man. He's my favorite. We we hope the best uh, for Ronnie. It was good that he was able to do the uh, hot dog eating contest this year. Yeah. I know that he he didn't have the performance that he was hoping to have, but mm-hmm. we didn't think he was gonna. Minute, like, I, yeah, I, I'm super proud of him. I know. Yeah, I know he wanted to do more. He's a he's a perfectionist, but uh, he uh, he killed it. He's, he always kills it. In my in my opinion, in my not so humble opinion, he's the best. Well, I'm going to vouch even more for this because, to be fair, this past year, as y'all will remember, it was it got delayed because of the weather. So, like their their appetite, like peak and stuff, had was different. Like they they had to reheat the hot dogs. Even it even comes down to the temperature of the water because you want it to be as yeah. close to your body temperature as possible. See, so you know, man, you, you weren't getting around about being <laughs> yeah. a big chestnut fan. Oh, <laughs> dude, you know, when I watched this the stuff. I'm like, that's crazy. I never would have thought of it. You already you already know all about it. So, well, I mean, I mean, the, you, but you also don't expect intangibles. Like a couple of years ago, Chestnut had to choke out a dude in competition too. If y'all remember, I mean, a guy ran up on the, on the stage yeah. and you had to put him in a chokehold, throw him down on the ground and go back to the hot dogs. And it's like, I mean, this stuff's a legend. I do. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. But, but so, but I'm going to give Ronnie even more credit there. Like, I know if he, if he feels like he didn't have the performance he was looking for, it's just great that they even got the competition they, that they did it after the delay. Yeah. And for him to even make the stage is like, like I said, almost impossible. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he killed me. Like <laughs> like you're saying, until you like do that stuff, people don't realize how hard it is. Um, me and Jeremy on such a low level appreciate the difficulty of it of just a casual Oreo contest for three minutes on. A hundred percent. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I watched it's cra- it. It's crazy how hard it is. Yes. Next year, we're going to do uh, fries. We, we've, we've discussed this a little bit. Uh, we're trying to get Cole, Cole in on this to do uh, I'm fries. Saying, I'm saying corn on the cob. That's how you get Cole. You, Ooh, you get I, corn, corn on the cob. It's tough. He'll eat the cob. It's, he'll eat everything. <laughs> <laughs> that seems so tough to do corn on the cob. Uh, I know, right? Well, that sounds awful. Yeah, that does not. That doesn't even sound fun. Like at least Oreos, it sounded fun and it'd be fun to watch though for the audience. It would be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the difficulty of it. Yeah. Remember that old Looney Tunes where they're eating corn on the cob and it's like a typewriter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I'm picturing. Not bad. I'd watch that. What do you? Oh, you've gone from wine to what? I ran out of wine. That's a diet Pepsi. Okay. I was just sitting here. I'm like, I can't go get more wines. This is what I have. <laughs> uh, Matt, as we, we start to wind down a, a little bit, um, just a general question of future goals in, in wrestling. What are you hoping to accomplish? I want to be rich. <laughs> That's a good goal. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I would like a body of work that, uh, I, that doesn't upset me. I feel right now I'm doing some of my best work when I, uh, so these last few years, I've, I've felt pretty pleased with most of my matches. Uh, I don't know. I would just, I would like to get, uh, I never really wanted to get signed up until like probably last year. And now I feel like I kind of do, but, uh, I don't know. I just would like a bigger, bigger opportunities just to see if I can rise up to the challenges that come with them. Uh, not necessarily for any sort of like fame or anything, but just to test, uh, how good I am at wrestling because I like to think that I'm pretty good at it. So I'd like to keep just leveling it up. And you know, just gotta. I'm not really interested in leveling out and plateauing. So yeah, just either like higher caliber opponents 
or just like different promotions, different countries, things like that. So I could really, uh, yeah, test myself because I, you know, I'm okay. I'm I'm solid. Oh, you're you're People. great. And I'm, look how big I am. Legit, Jack. That's that's what that's all you need. Right there, it's a body business at the end of the, the day. It's Let's a be body honest. Business. Yeah, and business is booming. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to ask you the the coolest thing in your house because I know you're not at your actual house right now. You're you're on location elsewhere. Um, so we we have a kind of a new question that I'm going to yeah. I'm going to throw at you. If you take ten, I got to make sure I frame this oh, correctly. Right, right. Yeah. It started last so, week. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You have 10 10 year olds. They come in waves, right? Okay. They're fighting Brock Lesnar on a playground. How long until the 10 year olds win? How many waves of 10 year olds is Brock Lesnar going through? It's like Call of Duty zombies, but kids on a playground of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You know, it's crazy that this is the question. I think about this almost exact thing a lot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, uh, I don't think it's not a question of the kids wearing down Brock physically. It's a question of him just getting bored and yeah. just like, just like, I, I want to go hunt a deer, just <laughs> win so I can go home. Uh, or like my, my diverticulitis is acting up. You just get it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I would say <laughs> it's 10 waves. No, 10 kids per wave yeah uh can <laughs> utilize the playground like you know you're surrounded yeah, the swing good. sets there the jungle yeah. gyms there i've seen his street fights he's good at utilizing uh, the surrounding <laughs> things uh honestly i think he would do um, i think he would get 10 waves out of him and then he would start to want to go home and then he might yeah. get five more out of him and then he'll probably throw it in so i'm gonna say 15 but uh that last one He's not gonna. He's not gonna give it to him. He's. <laughs> those kids are still gonna have to fight for it. Probably one kid left standing, and that'll be the next Brock Lesnar. That's how Brock Lesnars are made. Yes, uh, he he it. won that challenge years ago from who, else, who would it have been? I don't know who. <laughs> who was Saturn? Brock Lesnar before Brock Lesnar? <laughs> oh. yeah. There's. I don't know. Some sort That's of old wrestler. Uh, no, yeah. I mean no one Lesnar, but. If you just want to go UFC, we'll say it's Tank Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> Tank yeah. Abbott probably does not go 15 waves. He probably no. Went, he no. Like four waves. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> funny. And then a young Lesnar F5'd him on the, on the <laughs> screen set and it was game over. <laughs> I mean, we had a lot of stupid questions we could ask you real quick if you want. If you want to, I'm, I'm down. I got stupid answers. All okay, day. we can do maybe one more of these dumb questions. Um, I don't want to get you any heat on you though. I have one that's like kind of controversial. Okay, <laughs> what's what's your opinion on using real glass in wrestling? On using what? Real glass in wrestling. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's stupid. Like, I mean, there creatively if someone wants to do it and everyone involved uh is like gung-ho about it they are stupid but hey whatever but uh, as long as there's no expectation for other people to want to do it, like i'll never do it you you couldn't give me any amount of money for me to do it because i just don't like it and i don't want to see it uh but yeah i it's, it's just needless i think i think that's just Stuff like that to me, and I, the deathmatch community might get mad at me, and I don't really have a problem 
with deathmatch wrestling. Some of my best friends are deathmatch wrestlers, which is a very, that's something like Donald Trump would say if you, <laughs> some, some of my best friends, uh, like Josh Crane and like Eric Dillinger, those are like two of my best friends in the world. And they love that stuff. So I don't want to like, I don't want to poo poo on deathmatch wrestling too much, but uh, yeah, I just, that's not really for me. And I don't, I think you could accomplish the same crowd reaction from a, a nice a shoulder tackle <laughs> sure. you can't from, uh, from killing somebody with glass. If you do it right. I mean, both things, both things are cool, whatever. I like blood. I'm not going to believe, but I like it. I get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. I don't think that'll get me any heat. I just, no. everyone, I just want everyone to be safe. I know how much money some of these people make doing dangerous stuff and it's not worth it. And if I have to see another GoFundMe out there for someone's medical bills, I'm going to be pretty upset about it. <laughs> like I'm sorry, I'm sorry you got hurt, but you know, the, be smarter about it. We're sure. all we're all just trying to have fun. We're all just trying to get get signed. Don't don't kill yourself, please. I love you. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Any deathmatch wrestler before they go out of it. Hey, don't die. I love you. That's, like, that's the that's the blanket statement to protect. Hey, that's me from the that's the break a leg in in deathmatch wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that. don't die. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, I mean. Those guys are crazy, and I've seen some good death matches. I, I used to, I used to not watch any of them. Now that my I'm like Eric Dillinger sends me his matches, and I watch them. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Uh, but having said that, don't book me in a death match unless you want me to do comedy spots where I don't actually get hurt at all. A comedy death match? I, I'm sure I've, somebody somewhere has done I've, this. But I've like... been, probably, but I've I've been wanting to do one. I would love to do it at a death match like event. And have like a the semi main like it'll be like what used to be the the, the divas match you know, uh, and I would just get the crowd mad because I would just go out there and I'd just <laughs> clean up all the glass and like, oh, this, this would hurt somebody and then I'll do like a great eighties body slam on clean canvas. <laughs> I, I love that idea. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, we, we have like, to make this happen. Maybe like the people would be like losing their mind, throwing beer bottles at me and like, oh, hey, everyone, <laughs> someone's gonna get hurt. <laughs> Yeah, those the fans are wild, and I watch a lot of deathmatch wrestling because I, I cover so much of it for like for Fightful Select, and I'll never forget there was this one fan. It'll always stick out to me. It was at a GCW show like last year, and so there was like glass and everything out like in in the fluorescent light tubes and stuff like out in the crowd, and they told like everyone to get out of the way. So like the, they clear like this whole section of the audience out. It's all just empty chairs except for this one guy who's just in his seat, not moving. He takes, he has a helmet on and puts the face mask down in front of his face and just sat there in it. And I was like, this is just a different level of, of the, fans. The, fan, so. the fans are really great. That is, that's probably the best part about it is just, is the, the energy of the room and the fans. Uh, yeah, that, that is, that is an aspect I didn't really think about <laughs> deathmatch wrestling. Just, the environment is pretty crazy. That's, that's the coolest fan I've ever heard about in my, in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> visor down. Yeah, he just had a visor. It was just like wow, he's like a just like a clear shield that he put down in front huh? of his face and just he sat be, there. They should sign it. He should be on the show. That's, that's <laughs> right. Right before he breaks a bunch of glasses, visor down, kills him. That's, that's great. That's great character work right there. Man. That guy's good. Prepared. <laughs> Matt, we appreciate you you joining yes. us uh, tonight. Good luck this weekend at Black Label Pro, and let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, Turbo Graps this this Saturday, Fight TV. It's at Berwyn, Illinois, the Berwyn Eagles Club. 
I'm confused. I'm watching my fingers on the on my own thing, and they're not going where I want them to. Uh, I'm gonna win the tournament, and I'm gonna do something crazy. I, and if I lose, wrestling's fake. Uh, so tune in. Uh, <laughs> and then you just find me on on Twitter, Matt underscore Brannigan. It's called X now. I haven't updated mine. I'm still on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> we saw the little birds next to our names here. Yeah. I mean, we're behind too. Come on, guys. I expect better. We're going to put like X's on there now. Yeah, that's unfortunate. CM, CM Punk, baby. <laughs> Real glass. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I take it all back. Real glass. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, no, CM Punk would be against the real class. Yeah, he'd be yeah, against that. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm four because he's yeah. annoying. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, thank you for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it, man. Um, enjoy, enjoy this weekend. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And guys, we'll be right back here on the spotlight.